Thick descriptions disrupts traditional educational methods. And why do we do that? Because we want to help humans thrive where they are, building better communities. One way that we do that is the Elephant in the Room Unboxed, where we give our audience members the tools and the resources to have those uncomfortable conversations and do it in a humane and anthropological way. We're doing this in partnership with Respect Diversity, another organization that is committed to doing the work with us. Each episode will have a different host and a different guest talking about uncomfortable conversations or uncomfortable topics and giving you the resources of how to navigate them. Let's get uncomfortable. Hello everyone, my name is Suzette Chang. I am the founder and CEO of Thick Descriptions and I have the pleasure of talking to a very cool human being by the name of Dijon Jones. Yes, hello. Hello. I'm delighted to be with you today. Same, same, same. You and I met, what, about five, six years ago? Was it, well, you know, COVID changed everything. It, changed, it completely changed the timeline for everybody. Agreed. So. What you think might have been five or six years ago ends up being seven or eight. Good point. Years ago. It could have um, been that. Time. And so, yeah. Yeah. You know. So we both served on the Oklahoma Literacy Coalition Board. Yes. Um, yes. And that's when I found out about OIC. So tell our listeners about OIC. Oh, wow. You know, um, that is always such a loaded question. Mm -hmm. I tell people, if you wake me up from a dead sleep, and say, tell me about OIC, <laughs> that, you know, with matter in my eyes, I can wake up and tell the story. Uh, but OIC of Oklahoma County, it stands for Opportunities Industrialization Center. Okay. Um, not Oklahoma anything else. <laughs> you know? Right. And right, so right. we are aware that with the acronym, you know, we kind of seem like a government agency, but okay. we so are not. We are a private nonprofit organization. Um, it's an oversimplification to say that we are a school for adult students. Got it. Um, but that is fundamentally what we do. Okay. Uh, the mission of OIC is to inspire and motivate. So mm -hmm. what does that mean? Mm -hmm. It means that for adults that are ages 16 years old to whatever, mm -hmm. you know, to 100, mm -hmm. we help them to level up. Got it. Um, and for every person, that's a different thing. Mm -hmm. So we help adults who don't know how to read, mm -hmm. learn how to read, okay. who don't read well, read better, okay. um, who need to get their high school diploma, okay. who don't know English and need mm -hmm. to learn it, who don't know computers and need to learn it, Got it. who have a dream of starting a business but don't know how or where to begin. Got it. We help them with that through our OIC Business Academy. Okay. And then our exit to success program. Hmm. We help people figure out where they fit in the workforce ecosystem. Okay. It's still that 16 and over. Still that 16 and over. Okay. It, it's too simple to say that, you know, I need a job. Right. Right. Um, that I, I don't have a job. I need a job. Right. But we dismiss with, with that point of view how many people have a job mm -hmm. but are in ill-fitting work. Mm -hmm. And because I happen to be blessed enough mm -hmm. to find the work that I am absolutely sure that I was meant to do, mm -hmm. then I want everybody I else to have that same thing. I get it. And so our Exit to Success program is career coaching and job placement. Nice. We help you figure out where do you fit. Right. You know. Right. So you've said a lot that I want to circle back to. Yeah. So... Literacy for adults in Oklahoma, what does that look like? It looks like 20% of our population reads below a fifth grade level. So listeners, I just want that to resonate with mm -hmm. you for a while. 20%. 20%. We always want to think that the people who don't read well mm. are over there. Ah, that they're not like... Right. Our next door they're neighbor. They're not among us. Right. They're the people over there. Right. They're the people who are homeless. Mm -hmm. They're the people the who unhoused, don't right. have good jobs. Right. They're the people that, you know, are um, unseen. Right. But 20%. Right. That's one in five. That's right. That's right. That statistic has held up for the better part of 20 years in Ooh. the state of Oklahoma. Though that 20%, those are 
people we go to church with. Right. Sitting on the same pew. Right. Some of them are people we work with. That's correct. Now, we always think when you are a reader and you have command of the English language, Mm -hmm. then you just out of your everyday moving around, Mm -hmm. you just assume Mm -hmm. everybody else can read. Mm -hmm. People who don't read well, they don't have a hump on their back. No. You know, they don't have the mark of the beast. Right. You know, none of those things. Right. They look just like me and you. That's correct. But they don't read well or they don't know how to read at all. What I'll tell you about that population of people, Suzette, is that they're some of the most brilliant people you'll meet. Because they've had to figure out how do I navigate life. That's right. Not having a command of being able to read. And so their ability to adapt and pivot and cope is incredible. Agreed. I'm waiting for somebody to do some sort of study Mm. on that. And I'll I'll tell you something else about that 20%. They're not all poor. No. You know, they, I think we presume that a person who can't read, you know, they, uh, you know, they're, they're, they're on assistance of some kind, you know, they live in the projects, but they're business owners. That's right. You know, when I tell people one of the most staunch supporters of adult literacy throughout the nation is Dollar General Stores Mm. because the CEO and founder of Dollar General could not read. Wow. And once he had established those stores as a staple of of American life and made millions, he started the Dollar General Foundation with the desire to help other people who did not know how to read learn to read. And so he was wealthy. Right. And You're, so many of our students are in are are really in that same boat. Wow. Business owners and doing well. You said was. So is he no longer with us? He passed away years ago. OK. I, I, his his name escapes me. But um, but that, but Dollar General Foundation continues to provide millions yes, of dollars do. a year in funding. Yes, they do. You know, for adult literacy projects. Kyle, did you know that? OK. For y'all that can't see us Kyle is nodding his head (laughs) wow so this is personal and professional for me so personally uh grew up in uh, the bay area my family is part of the great black migration Mm -hmm. I watched my father and my grandmother read the newspaper every day they read the pictures yeah and it wasn't until maybe uh me being a teenager that I realized what they were doing. Right. And my father worked for a organization for 30 years, did well, yes. And the same with my grandmother. So then professionally, having those experiences and not knowing how, how do you say to your parent, the people that you look up to, can you read? read? Right, (laughs) can Can you you read? read? Mm-hmm. Then um, moving here to Oklahoma and understanding in the 20 years that I've been here that education, there's definitely room to do things differently. Oh, definitely. And there, which, and I'm grateful what I'm getting ready to say, there is a lot of attention that's given to K through 12. Mm-hmm. But somewhere along the line, there's this assumption that after you graduate from high school, that's it. Yeah. One. And two, I've known since I've been here, the average uh, grade level, reading level, grade level is fifth grade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when I say that, people just get quiet. Yeah. Like, no, it's not. Yes. You know, it, because what they're thinking is, that's not true. Right. Because I can read. Right. And if I can read, that means everyone else can that's read. That's right. And that's not true. That's right. It, 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 is, it is a misnomer. Um, you you know, my grandfather always said you cannot grow from a lie. Mm. And until the state of Oklahoma, until the United States mm. wants to collectively mm-hmm. tell the truth about our educational mm-hmm. system, then we're going to continue to mm-hmm. see more and more people who are going to slip through the cracks That's right. of public education. That's right. Now, I, I say that. Because when we think about people come here from all over the world Mm -hmm. to take advantage of our very robust uh, college and university system. Right. 
But the, the real truth of it is, is that we are not adequately preparing our children, A, right. to migrate into those systems. Right. 70 plus percent of incoming freshmen into the college and university system mm -hmm. need remedial reading. That is correct. They are ill prepared that is correct. to start college. That is correct. And so with all the emphasis on K through 12, mm -hmm. we're not emphasizing the right thing, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, and so then there becomes this presumption that, well, let's just focus on the kids, mm -hmm. you know, K through 12. Yeah, but what about the kids that were already in K through 12 mm -hmm. and are now adults? Mm -hmm. You know, those kids that did not have mm -hmm. a third grade teacher who recognized that they were dyslexic or right. that they learned right. differently right. Or, or a host of other reasons. Right. You know, what about that kid? Right. Because what happens with that kid is that they're struggling. And, yes. and we know that we know the ones who are struggling, that's, Suzette, in the third grade. We know. That's correct. Who are not reading on level. That's correct. They continue to struggle. Uh, with public school systems that want to implement um, what I call one shot, one kill mm -hmm. uh, systems. Um, and, and that's just I swear, that's just a whole nother conversation mm -hmm. about the real benefits to empowered teachers, mm -hmm. teachers who love the craft mm -hmm. and who are called mm -hmm. to do it. Um, but that that kid continues to struggle. Mm -hmm. Fifth grade, sixth grade, right. seventh You're grade. You're just kicking the can. Yeah. And right. then by the time they get to the ninth or the tenth grade, right. they decide, like, I don't want to do this anymore. Right. Because who wants to do that? Right. Who wants to continue to show up for something every day that does not make them feel like they are a person of value? Right. Nobody wants to do that. Right. And nobody talks about what happens with those kids. Right. That turn into adults. Yeah. Right. They those kids have the same experience mm -hmm. as every other kid. Mm -hmm. They get older. Mm -hmm. They have jobs. Mm -hmm. They buy cars. They buy houses. Right. You right. know, they have children. Right. And still, because they have suffered academic trauma right. and they don't read well. Right then somebody's got to help them. And I, and I think that's the thing is that we always presume that that poor little third grader, somebody somewhere is going to do something. But what if they don't? Right. Then there's, oh, I see. To remind them that what the world has said about them is absolutely not true. Right. Every person can learn, right. even if they learn differently. Right. And that they get a second, third, fourth, tenth, twelfth right. chance right. to make it right. Right. So what I'm hearing you saying is not only the statistics and the data to support the, the need for OIC and other spaces that are committed to adult literacy. Mm -hmm. It's the stigmas that are attached to it. Oh, absolutely. It. It's the stigma more because, you know, whenever I'm taking somebody on a tour, of OIC, mm -hmm. I talk a lot about academic trauma. Mm -hmm. I remember doing a tour for a retired group of educators. Took them into, you know, the students were in some sort of workshop, took them in, said, hey, guys, I want you to meet some friends of mine, mm -hmm. introduce the folks. They said, hey, hey. Mm -hmm. um, when they came out, one of them, now this was a retired college professor. He said, I'm surprised they look so normal. <gasps> Oh, now you all cannot see the look on Suzette's face because you can't see the look on my face. When I tell you I wanted to chop him in the neck. Oh, my gosh. And my laughter is my coping mechanism. So just so you know that I'm not laughing at that. It is so frustrating to hear it that is. this is how I cope. But the fact that it was an educator. Right. See, what that what that tells me is, is that K through 12? See, what happens with a lot of these young people? I don't at OIC, we have a saying we don't believe in high school dropouts. Mm -hmm. We are acquainted with high school pushouts. OK. And so, okay. you know, whereas there could have been that teacher who saw something in that mm -hmm. kid and, and took some extra special time, which, you know, mm -hmm. that's the lifetime movie that we all hope actually happens. Right. The reality is that they get tired of being made to feel like the reason they can't excel academically right. 
is that it's their fault. Right. There's something wrong with you. Right. And then you couple that with educators who will say to them. Right. I don't know what's wrong with you. You're Mm -hmm. never going to learn. You're never going to get this. Mm -hmm. You're just slow. Mm -hmm. And so for the whole of their lives, they're walking around carrying that. Right. Because we are our harshest critic. We are. In between our ears. Yes. And when they come to me, you know, the truth is one of the things I want people to understand when it comes to, you know, studying for a high school equivalency exam, what Mm -hmm. what the rest of society calls a Mm -hmm. GED. You can go to the library and get the yes, book. Yes, you can. You can Google enough stuff. Yes, you can. Study on your own schedule to take tests. Go take tests. Yes. You can take it till you get it. Yes. They do not need us. They really don't. Mm. Why then would they continue to come? Because they need somebody to help silence the voices in their heads right. that are telling them they're not enough. Right. And that's what I remind our staff of that really that's what we're here for, mm-hmm. to tell them every day. Let me tell you something. You can do this. Mm-hmm. These numbers are not scary. Mm-hmm. They are not your enemy. Mm-hmm. We can help you get through this. Just mm-hmm. just, just stay at the table long right. enough. Right. I, I tell every student, what I can guarantee you is that we're not going to quit on you. Mm-hmm. you know, and if you'll just keep coming, then we are going to get you to the finish line. Nice. And that is so important. Right. We all had... Well, I wish it wasn't true, but we all had that teacher who made us feel like we weren't enough. Mm-hmm. I remember mine. Same. And I was a great student. I Same. was a kid who I, I loved the process of school. Mm-hmm. I love I loved the process of testing, mm-hmm. you know, because what I was. Did you really? I, isn't that sick? <laughs> <laughs> isn't that goofy? That's not me. <laughs> that is goofy. It's you. It, you know, I loved, you know, like like the last time I did this test, I made this score. Let me see if I can do it even better, even faster, even wow. stronger. I just, I felt like I was, yeah, yeah, academically bionic. Nice. And I never thought about it in terms of competing with another student. Okay. Because I always enjoyed, you know, how can I help somebody else get there too? So it was always kind of a self-competition mm-hmm. thing. But I remember when I was in, I think I was in the eighth grade, mm-hmm. they were doing, um, you know, you do those career tests, fill in the bubble, you mm-hmm. do it all on the computer now. Mm-hmm. But back then, what was that? Mm-hmm. Um, you fill in the bubble and, you know, and what it does, it reveals for you all these career clusters mm-hmm. uh, that you will have an affinity for. Okay. Right. So I did mine and I was topping out, you know, in the national top 5% for right. Science, math, that sort of thing. So, you know, I, I, I show it to my parents. They're super excited. You know, well, before I'd left school, you know, as the teacher was passing it out, she, she saw mine. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, she was explaining to all of us what it meant. And she's seeing my scores. What she said, her name was Miss Marson. I'll never forget it. Mm-hmm. Seeing my scores, she said, you should consider a career as a domestic. <gasps> right? And I didn't know what a domestic was. Got it. And so when I got home, I showed my parents the scores. And, you know, they were saying, they're like, oh, you know, my dad was saying, oh, baby girl, you're so smart. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, oh, yeah, you're going to do great things, mm-hmm. you know. And so, you know, he and my mom and I, you know, and I said, um, what's a domestic? My mother, her head whipped around. Yeah, it did. And she said, why? I could see from the look on her face. That was not okay. It was not good. Right. I looked at my dad. I said, Dad, what's a domestic? Mm -hmm. My mother, she is, by this time, she's livid. Mm -hmm. And she says, it's a maid. Mm -hmm. Why are you asking? Mm -hmm. I tell him what the teacher said. Mm -hmm. And instantly, I know, why would she say that to me? Right. You know, I mean, I'm, I'm a good student. She didn't like to call on me in her class because she'd ask a question. I'd be first one. Mm-hmm. She would, if there was anybody else, she would choose anybody else. But you. But me. And I was the only black kid in her class. Uh... My mother told me, don't take the bus tomorrow. I'm taking you to school. Mm. And so the next morning, you know, we got dressed. We were leaving. Just before we headed out the door, my dad was sitting at the uh, at the kitchen table. And, you know, she, my mother, you could tell she was just on fire, just like mm-hmm. ready. She looked around at my dad. She said, are you going with me? 
He said no <laughs> and crossed his legs. He pulled the phone next to him. He said, nope, I'm going to wait right here next to the phone. If anything happens, just, just call, call me. me. Right. And we got to the school and she really, what she did was she advocated for me. Right. And not just for me, but for every other child that would ever be under that woman's right. purview. Right. And she told her, don't you ever put your limitations on this child. She said, right. and while I'm at it, any other child. Right. I remember the next week that lady came to class and she had a, she had a wound in between her eyebrows. Okay. She said she had gotten bitten by a spider. Oh. Over the course of that week, it began to spread mm. across her entire forehead. And I became convinced that because she was mean to me. Right. Then, you know, the universe, right, God, right. You know, she was being eaten alive right. because she was being mean to me. Right. So now as a child, can you imagine what that did for me? Right. That made me feel like academically there was nothing exactly. I could do because exactly. my people exactly. believed in me. Exactly. The adults that come. If no one has done that for you. Right. Then here you are, an adult, 35, 40 years old. Right. You need to get your diploma. But the only words that are ringing in your ears are that teacher. Right. Who told you you weren't enough. Right. And so that's why every day that's what we're doing. Putting people back together again mm -hmm. so that they can go ahead and accomplish what was already in them. Mm -hmm. And it's mm -hmm. great work. Mm -hmm. Agreed. Thank you for sharing that. And I think it's even more important that you're doing it here in Oklahoma, mm -hmm. which also ties to thick descriptions. So. Oklahomans collectively, we are a survivalist um, people. Yeah. We, and we take great pride in yes. surviving natural disasters, yes. um, health issues, whatever you want to call it. Mm -hmm. We are slowly learning that you can be a survivalist and have a quality of life. You can. And for many of us, no one has ever asked us what a quality of life looks like, let alone how to execute it. Right, right. And so to me, what you all are doing are speaking to a quality of life through reading. Right, absolutely, absolutely. Through self-improvement, mm -hmm. you know, that you, I mean, in the, it'll sound so old school, almost corny even, but you really can be what you want to be. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I remember a time when Oklahoma wasn't that place, right? Kids would graduate from high school as soon as they like, as soon as they could leave, they're like, out, out of here, right? But right. what we're learning is that like you can fulfill every dream right here, yes, right you can, here. yes, you can. You know, and we have to create an ecosystem in our city and in our state that reinforces that. Agreed. I I spoke to a friend of mine and I talked to him about how important it is that children and adults see themselves in what's happening in the world around them. Correct. Because if you don't see a banker mm -hmm. who looks like you, mm -hmm. then you think, mm -hmm. well, I can't do banking mm -hmm. or, uh, you mm -hmm. know, a, a doctor or, mm -hmm. or whatever, a host of other things. Mm -hmm. If you're not seeing that level of diversity, mm -hmm. the message it sends to you is that, oh, I'm not allowed to do that. Right. That's for them, not yeah. me. Right. Right. So you are. Yeah. Thick descriptions and OIC are definitely on the same page mm -hmm. in a variety of different ways. Um, so we believe um, we are grounded in anthropology. Yes. We believe that anthropology is supported by language, culture, history slash um, um, archaeology and biology. And within the context of biology, we encourage people to use common sense, yeah. meaning your ability to see, touch, taste, smell, and hear. Here, thank you. Mm -hmm. ha! <laughs> and so as you were speaking, we are a visual society for those yeah. of us that are sighted. Mm -hmm. We are, so we, that's, that ties into representation matters. It matters. Meaning because we see what we see, we assume that if someone is doing something and they look and or talk like me, then I can do it too. Right. But if you don't, 
then you decide it's not right. With my friend, I told him, I said, um, do you remember the day you first heard or saw Serena and Venus Williams? Right. Right. He said, mm, no, I don't. Mm. I don't remember. Mm. I said, I do. Mm. I do. I said, and if you ask every other African-American person, they'll tell you they do, too. Right. Because the day we saw that, we thought, hmm, we can do tennis. Mm hmm. Now, to the to the rest of, of the rest of the culture, it's like, why would you think you couldn't do tennis? Because I haven't seen, seen it. I haven't seen me. Right. And so that's why, you know, we wonder why so many of our black boys and girls, you know, aspire to be you know, basketball and, and all of these things are great. Basketball, football. Saw. But that's what they see. Right. But I, I defy you. You know, the first time you see, um, oh, his name just literally just left out of my head. His name is Shawnee something, uh, speed skater mm. out of Chicago. You know, you think, well, all right now. Right. I mean, wait a minute. Right. Hold on. Right. Hold on. Right. We can speed skate. Yes. <laughs> yes. And that's why it's critical that to our children and adults. Because mm. adults are just very oversized kids they're what what we are are oversized kids is children with baggage lots (laughs) you know that's what adults are is taller children with baggage right you know adults are children who learned how to be afraid you know who learned how to think that they weren't enough right you know who accepted that i'm not supposed to do this right but you are right. You know, right. You know, when scripture talks about childlike faith, mm. you know, um, the importance of that is that you come without thinking that God has anything against you. Right. Because only adults think that. Agreed. That's an act of maturity that you must be mad at me because of what I've done. Mm. And it's not true. It's not true. Wow. This has been a very powerful conversation about the significance and importance of literacy, yeah. of reading, of comprehension, of all the things that are connected to reading for adults. Yes. This is my perspective of my research in Oklahoma as it relates to adults and reading slash comprehension. Mm-hmm that there is an assumption that it's okay. And you, you spoke of it earlier for those that come from other countries where English is not their first language. Mm-hmm. It's okay for them, but for whatever reason, it's not okay for Americans. Right. There is a level of hypocrisy mm-hmm. in this country mm-hmm. that so limits all that we could do together. Mm-hmm. Until we learn how to treat opportunity. See, we, we in this country, we treat opportunity like it's pie. Like there's only so much of it. Mm, you know, there's only point. so many slices. Right. You know, and it and has if, to be rationed. Right. And if, and if I take a slice, that means you can't get a right. slice. Right. But the truth of the matter is opportunity is like sand. Yes. And there's more than enough yes, it for is. everybody. Yes, it is. We don't have to be in the same sandbox. Right. Me dipping out my my bucket of sand right. on the beach right. doesn't diminish the amount of sand that's right. on the beach. Right. And that's the reality right. of opportunity. Right. But it doesn't work if you continue to gaslight people Mm -hmm. that you don't want to have Mm -hmm. their cup of sand, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. What I do know is two things are true. We all come into the world the same way Mm -hmm. and we all go out. Yes, we do. The same way. Because we're humans. Because we're humans. That's right. What happens in between, that's what we have some say over. Right. You know, but only for a little while. Right. You know, this life is a vapor. Yeah, it is. You know, yeah, and and whether I'm, I'm always amazed at how, and it is an act of human nature mm-hmm. for us to want to categorize ourselves. Mm-hmm. And in categorizing ourselves, we have to categorize other people. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. What we all miss, though, is that none of us had a say. Right. None of us right. had a say. And and for me, to be fair, I I get the need and the importance of categorizing folks. Sure. To have a better understanding of how many men are in this space, how many children are in this space. Right. Because that kind of helps you to tailor services, uh, public services, communities, sure. whatever services for the, the different needs of those different humans. I Absolutely. get it. For me, it's understanding now that we have that information. Now what? Now what? You don't stop there. So yeah. for census purposes, I get it. Oh, yeah. I get the need to have quantitative information where you and I are on the same page is qualitative. It is. What we don't get to do is to say, um, for example, I'm rich. Mm -hmm. Because I'm rich, Mm -hmm. I'm better than you. Right. And you're poor. Right. When the truth of the matter is, like I said, we all came into the world mm-hmm. the same way. Mm-hmm. And that's where the differences began. Mm-hmm. But see, the fact that you may be rich, you didn't begin that way. No. Right? No. You didn't choose your family. No. I didn't choose mine. No, that's correct. You know, and, and, and I find myself having to give those, you know, those disclaimers, you know, in, in mm-hmm. working with adults because it's not sexy work. It's it's not children and yeah. babies. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've seen people run out in the middle of the street to save a dog while simultaneously holding up a sign for capital punishment. Wow. <laughs> now, does that make sense? Right. Does that make sense? Right. And so in this work that we do with adults, that is so not sexy. Right. Because but needed. People, but needed. People decide that, oh, well, they deserve they deserve what they get. They dropped out of high school, completely forgetting that whatever happened in that space, mm-hmm. this person was a child mm-hmm. when it happened. Mm-hmm. So it was the adults in their lives mm-hmm. that failed them. Right. Be that parent, guardian, teacher, right. system, right. whatever. Right. You know? right. And until we start finding ways to see one another. As human, mm-hmm. different experiences, and and you want to have core, different. I mean, if if we all come to a buffet and we all bring the same dish, that's a pretty boring buffet. Yeah, it is. I want somebody to bring the pasta salad. <laughs> somebody want, bring the ribs. I want some collard greens. I'm just, <laughs> I'm saying. just saying. You know, I mean, let, let's Kyle let's bring some head, variety. <laughs> right. You know, right. Let, let's right. do it. Right. You know, right. and and you know, there's a line in the movie. I love the movie Independence Day. Mm. Um, the guy who I don't know the name of the actor, but he's the guy who plays the president. Okay. And when he's given, you know, they're about to get into the jets. They've rounded up all the pilots they could find. Anybody who has any flying experience, mm-hmm. you remember the drunk dude? Yeah. <laughs> you yes. know that I can do it. Yes. <laughs> you know. Yes. And he's giving them, he's standing up in the back of that truck and he's giving them the speech. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, it's Independence Day. Mm -hmm. And maybe that takes on a whole different meaning. Mm -hmm. Because now for the first time in history, we're having to fight for our right to survive. Mm -hmm. To just survive. Mm -hmm. And maybe the whole of humanity, we won't really get it. Until maybe we'll stop being rich, poor, black, white, Mm -hmm. male, female. Maybe Mm -hmm. we'll stop being all of those Mm -hmm. things when we get to the point where we've got to fight for our right to survive. Mm -hmm. Now, the truth is nobody should understand that better than Oklahoma. Oh, yes. Because what we will do, you know, and, you know, and and I'll admit this because I'm a native Oklahoman. You know, we'll we'll judge other communities if they don't come together in a disaster. That's right. You know, we all collectively looked on Hurricane Katrina and said, what's wrong with those people? You <laughs> mean not nobody, yes. nobody came together to organize the water right. <laughs> you know, and, right. and all of that. That's Stack right. the bodies up over there. That's right. Because we understand that isn't that is an Oklahoma mm-hmm. gift. And we take great pride in it. Great pride. And so at what point do we decide that we got to get together on the same page? Mm-hmm. So after that. 
after that natural disaster or a disaster happens, now what? Now what? How do we grow together? Right. How do we grow together? Right. Can, can I still be that human being that you were so invested in? That's right. Or have I transitioned to that black girl? Right. You know, because, you know, when we're when we're all fighting for our lives, because, you know, there's only three trickles of water and we've got right. to figure it out. Right. You know, I'm your neighbor. Right. Guess what? I'm still your neighbor. Right. And you're still mine. Right. We don't even have to, you know, a societal thing happened. I don't know if it was the advent of the Internet or what. But where we somewhere it was decided that if we don't agree, we can't be friends. Correct. And I have many friends. Right. And we don't agree on everything. That is correct. You know, their perspective is theirs. It doesn't diminish me mm-hmm. by listening to them. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make them any shorter, smaller mm-hmm. or anything mm-hmm. by having them listen to me. Mm-hmm. You know, when we talk about anthropology, you know, just plain old everyday humanity. How do we just be human with each other? That's right. And to be honest, in the research that we've done, and we still have more to go, we have yet to find a community in the world that has treated each other like human. Yeah. You have issues of hierarchy and power and Humans, collectively, we lack the ability to be consistent. We go from one extreme to the other. Yeah. Because we, and Kyle and I were talking about this earlier, making decisions out of emotion. Oh, yeah. Um, you've, you've, I feel threatened by you. I feel angered by you. So, therefore, I'm going to do, I'm going to get revenge. Right. Um, as folks that have historically been without power are gaining power. That is one major thing I am advocating for. Do not repeat what was done to you and your ancestors, because if you do, it means we have repeated the cycle. And and I don't think I've never thought um, I've never thought that that was the worry. For many folks, for many folks that have historically been in power, they are threatened and 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 rightfully so. Right. I, I understand that fear right for the people who are seeking the power though right they are not seeking it with the intent of now let's do to them agreed however if you have that fear if you've had power for generations and someone whose intent is not being communicated you just see them infringing upon your your historic power sure it's going to get uncomfortable And and to me, that's part of the strategy of as those that have historically not been in power are gaining power. That has to be part of the conversation. I need you, Mr. So-and-so, to trust me that when I'm in positions of power, I'm creating a space for you as well. I'm Mm. not replacing you. I want you here because you've got wisdom and experience that I don't have. Yeah. I got to be honest with you, though. Um, I think it's I think it's a naive perspective to think that the conversation can be had. Mm. Because for those in power, anything that infringes upon that is going to be a threat. And it's not going to matter what the what the group or individuals seeking to acquire. It's not going to matter what they say. Fair. You know, it's not going to matter what they say, because at the end of the day, you're responding in fear, though right. you won't identify it right. as fear. Right. Now, when in you, the 20 plus years I've been here, I have seen those shifts. Yeah. Slow, as my grandmother would say, is slow but show. Hmm. Slow but show. <laughs> and so I have seen things that are happening now in Oklahoma was not happening 20 years oh, ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's we've we've got a we've got a different but the, but and dare I say it but the fight is different. Fair. You know, it it's the it goes back to what my grandfather said. You cannot grow from a lie. Right. And there's so much of that. Right. You know, based even, in fear. Right. Based in fear. Even as we talk about, 
you know, the emphasis on our kids and their mm -hmm. education. Mm -hmm. Well, one of the best things you can do to help a kid is help their parent. Their part. You know, if, if you want a kid, the, you know, the focus on STEM training and mm -hmm. education for kids. Mm -hmm. One of the things you can do, mm -hmm. let's do some STEM training and education for their parents. That's right. So we can pipeline them into That's a better right. job that instinctively right. helps the kids. And so one of the initiatives that Thick Descriptions offers oh. is STEAM, and the A for us is anthropology. Mm -hmm. And over the years, that is what's been a consistent. Yeah. We invest the time and energy and resources into the kids, and they go right back into situations right. that do not support. Do not support them. And so we are looking at expanding that initiative yeah. where it is involving families. Families. That's that's good. I'm glad. I'm glad to hear that. What what we see, we can change the trajectory of a family, right? Generationally, right? By helping the parent to read. Not that the mm -hmm. children don't need help because right. they do, right? Uh, one of the best projects we ever did. We took our adult students back into the public school system. Mm -hmm. Um, as test monitors, mm. you know, end of the year mm -hmm. testing and that mm -hmm. sort of thing. And as soon as as soon as they accompanied me through the door, the school still smells the same <laughs> as it ever did. Butter cookies, <laughs> Cheetos, backpacks, <laughs> paper, <laughs> you know, it is the same smell. Right. I watched our students um, at first, you know, the, you know, they they seemed anxious. Mm -hmm. And but as they begin to watch these kids, you know, mm -hmm. through the process of monitoring for the test, each one of them honed in on a particular kid. Mm -hmm. And so when we debriefed after, you know, every one of them had a, you know, that kid, mm -hmm. the one in the yellow jacket. Mm -hmm. That one was me. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. you know, that kid, the one that had the green shirt on. Mm -hmm. That one was me. The jokester. You know? The right. 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 And, and they each found themselves. Right. And it influenced how they encouraged those kids to, hey, pay attention. Yeah, right. You need a minute. You know, right. you know, one guy, you know, with his kid, he asked the teacher, can I take him outside? Like, like, I know just what's wrong with him. Right. You know, he needs some jumping jacks. Right. He just said, OK. Right. Him right outside the hallway. Right. Doing jumping jacks. Right. Kid came in, buckled down. Right. You know, just like that. Right. And so until we start to see one another like in that manner, mm -hmm. what that did for those parents was ensure that their children right. are going to be better students right. because we're somehow peeling away their academic trial. Right. right. You know, I mean, they were breathing heavy going back and I'm like, y'all are not here to see the principal. It's okay. <laughs> it's okay. I won't let him get you. Right. <laughs> you know, as I tell them, I won't right. let him get you. Right. You know, but, but we have, you know, when I, when I get back to heaven, I want to know that I poured out every gift mm -hmm. trying to help somebody mm -hmm. get there. Mm -hmm. That even on my worst days, mm -hmm. that I recognized that they didn't have to be me, they didn't have to look like me, their mm -hmm. journey didn't have to be mine mm -hmm. in order for me to see a bigger vision mm -hmm. for them and to lend myself mm -hmm. to the effort. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, it's, you know, we, you know, it, for, for Christian people, they'll say, you know, that they want Jesus to say, well mm. done, mm. thy good and faithful servant. Mm. I intend to get back to heaven completely spent. And if it's on this work, for as long as it's this work, right. then I'm committed, you know, to help somebody be able to say, like, I figured it out because somebody believed in me. Right. You know, and stayed and stayed. Right. I want to transition to you, your life outside of OIC. You're a cowboy. What life? <laughs> <laughs> so do you, do you identify as cowboy or cowgirl? Cowgirl. Okay. Mm -hmm. I had a, a, a robust debate with a cowboy um, not too long ago because I choose to call folks that are in those communities cow folks oh yeah it's i uh, received that <laughs> it's language that speaks to male and female mm -hmm. and he quickly rebutted and said uh if you I'm say cowboy. cowboy you are including everyone i'm like 
Okay. Uh, well, okay. The anthropologist in me is like, no, you're okay. not. Well, whatever. <laughs> whatever. Take I'm it, just, take just, it down, I'm, dude. I'm just not going to go there with you. Okay. So, you are a cowgirl. I am a cowgirl. Cowboy Nation. Go Pokes. No, Orange yeah. and everything. Y'all know I graduated from OU, so, you know, yeah. I'm just going <laughs> to... There's that. <laughs> you know, when they beat Texas over the weekend, yes. of course, I'm scrolling through my feed yeah. on Facebook and somebody <laughs> inevitably puts boomer and then they want everybody else to jump in there well, with the correct yeah. word. Yes. I type in there. Yeah, I'm not doing that. Congratulations <laughs> on you. <laughs> thumbs up. I give them a thumbs up. <laughs> That's, That's all like, you're getting out of me. That's all you're getting out of me. I am not saying the two words together. <laughs> Forget it. Ah, too funny. So you are a cowgirl. I am a cowgirl. Okay. So what does that look like for you? Wow. It looks like the best tailgating that a person can ever experience. Okay. Um, I think it means early on that I always kind of had a bit of a um, a heart for the underdog. Mm. Um, and I can tell you what shaped my decision. Uh, career day. Okay. Uh, I graduated from Dale City High School. Okay. Go Eagles! Class 84. <laughs> uh, we had career day okay. or, you know, college day or whatever. And so they had uh, schools from all over the state there. Um, and I will never forget it. I went to... Um, I went to, you know, the the room with the guy from OU. Mm -hmm. And he kept, in, in talking about the University of Oklahoma, he kept, you know, making, you know, just kind of these side swipes. He kept saying, that other little school down <gasps> the road, you know, and blah, 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 OU, OU, and that other little school down the road. Rude. And even as a child, I thought, well, that's just so disrespectful. Yes. Um, and so then I went into the room with the OSU guy. And he opened up by saying, we have the third most beautiful campus mm -hmm. anywhere in the country. Mm -hmm. And I was like, wow, you know, yeah. He said, there's no actual, you know, statistic <laughs> for that. Okay. He said, but you might find one campus that looks better <laughs> than ours. You might even find two, but there's no way you're going to find three. <laughs> That's his statistic. <laughs> you know? Got it. I'm like, okay, fair enough. And he, he, t he spoke in terms that said, like, if you want to pursue a career in this, mm -hmm. you know, Oklahoma State University, we have this program, mm -hmm. this program, mm -hmm. accredited, yada, yada. Mm -hmm. But he also said, if you want to pursue a career in this, you know, our sister school, the University of Oklahoma in Norman is a better choice mm -hmm. for you. You know, and he spoke in those terms. Yeah. And I knew that day mm. that like Oklahoma State is where I'm going to be. Got it. Because that represented even before I really knew what integrity was. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was just a spelling word. Mm -hmm. I thought that's the kind of place I want to be. Got it. And back in the 80s, early 90s, you know, to be an African-American kid and find yourself in Stillwater, I mean, that took some Yes, it did. <laughs> it took some bravery. Yes, it did. <laughs> um, because you don't go through Stillwater on the way to anywhere. Right. You know, you might go through Norman on your way to Dallas. Right. But you don't go through Stillwater. Right. You, if Still you're in Stillwater, that's where you were going. And what is a driver for Stillwater is OSU. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, because that's literally all there is. Right. I think know. it's gotten a little better now. Sure, but, sure. Yeah. You know, I, I had to use my GPS. You know, I was, I was there, you know, a couple months ago, got lost. I'm like, well, where is the... <laughs> you know, like, what? A GPS is still what? Are you kidding? <laughs> We're literally a dot. Come on. Um, but it sh being in Stillwater at that time in my life... Mm -hmm. Um, I have many friends uh, who went to the University of Oklahoma and and I don't know if we agree, but here's the way I, I've always shaped it is that I just felt like at OU, you learn style mm -hmm. before substance. Mm. And at Oklahoma State, you learn substance before style. You know, the style is the is the finishing product. Right. The the buffing. Right. You know, it happens at the end. Right. Um, but I always kind of felt like, oh, you, you know, you learn from the beginning, like this is the sooner way. 
you know, with all this buffing on the front end. Fair. And 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 the the hope that the substance will develop. Got it. Um, because when you drive into town and you know a pig farm is what greets you, you gonna learn some substance. Yes, you are fast, quick, and in a hurry. Now, just as side note, they moved the pig farm. It's no longer at the beginning of town. <laughs> you know, they moved it. And yes, <laughs> you are correct. OU is very research theory based. Yes. 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 You know, and uh, you know those years that I spent uh, at Oklahoma State. You know, from my who I was as a freshman mm-hmm. and who I left as a senior, mm-hmm. two totally different people. I agree. I agree. And Cowboy Nation shaped that. Mm-hmm. I, I learned um, both the good and maybe the not so good mm-hmm. in people. Mm-hmm. That when I was when I was struggling and when I was hungry, mm-hmm. Cowboy Nation fed me. Mm-hmm. People who didn't look like me, mm-hmm. um, and mm-hmm. it was. It was a beautiful thing to see happen mm. in a place where you don't expect that it's mm. going to happen. So do you rope? No, I don't do any of that. <laughs> I don't do any of that. Now I go watch. <laughs> you know, mm. Because I'm also a city girl. So you see these fingernails? I see them. <laughs> I see I'm a city girl. Now, but, but now I, I love, I love the process okay of, because so you watch the rodeo oh and, yeah oh okay. yeah love it okay you know i I love the process of that life okay you know i literally thought you were a cowgirl oh no no i am an oklahoma state university cowgirl <laughs> <laughs> Girl, yeah Oh, the fear. <laughs> got it. Got it. Got but, it. Got but it. But now I have some great rodeo outfits. <laughs> Just want to say I have yeah. some great rodeo outfits. Yeah. Yeah. It's um. It it's you know that that's such a part of just of that entire part of the state. Mm-hmm. I don't think that you can escape um, Oklahoma State University without taking on some of some of that love. Fair. You know, so. Very fair. Yeah. Very fair. Thank you. Oh my goodness, thank you. This, this was wonderful. Yes, this was really cool <laughs> of talking about some hard yet real data as it relates to adults and education and mm-hmm. literacy and reading in and that's just in Oklahoma County, right? That's just Oklahoma County. You know, now that now that twenty percent it holds up statewide. Okay. Okay. You know, it, okay. it holds up statewide. Okay. You know, so so for people who think that it's somehow it's better in Oklahoma County than it is in other spaces. You know, McLean County. No, it's, you know, it's consistent. It's consistent. And I could see again, based on, so rewind Suzette. I remember working in Guthrie at the library and we were very committed to having tutoring yeah. for adults. We could not get that project off the ground because there were many folks that would come in and say, or, it was clear that reading was not their strength. And we say, you know, we have these resources. We can get a tutor for you. Oh, yeah, sure, I'll come. Never come back. You know, I knew a lady. Um, she was my mother's hairdresser mm-hmm. from the time I was 13 years old mm-hmm. to today. Mm-hmm. Um, when I first became executive director of OIC five years ago, mm-hmm. I was over at her place, uh, my mother and I, and she was saying to me, I'm so proud of you. Mm -hmm. I knew when you were a little girl that you were going to do such big things. Mm -hmm. You know, um, I'm excited at what's going to happen. You know, you're the executive director of OIC. Mm -hmm. And she, without even missing a beat, she said, my mother didn't want me to go to school. Oh, wow. She wanted me to stay at home and help take care of my brothers and sisters. Oh, wow. And so that's what I did. And because of that, I never learned how to read. Oh, wow. Now, my mother is sitting under the hairdryer, and I can see she's just like, Face what? Face just cracked. Yes. I've known this woman right. for 30-plus years. Right. And had no idea. No idea. Right. Right. But because this is the work I get to do right. every day. Right. You know, because she's standing over me. She's doing something in my hair. I reach and I touch her hand. Mm-hmm. And I say, I want you to know that we can help you with that. Mm-hmm. And she, you know, she comes around, stands in front of me, and she says, now, 
I can't sit in anybody's classroom. I, I can't I can't be in a class. I, I can't. You know, what I mean, some mem- some members of my own family don't even know that I can't read. You know, my daughter helps me, you know, with mm-hmm. paperwork and mm-hmm. stuff like that. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I said, no, I said, we'll assign you, you know, we'll get you a tutor. Mm-hmm. And, you know, he or she, mm-hmm. you know, will help you one on one, you know, in, in a space that's comfortable mm-hmm. for you. It has to be in, in public. Right. You know, and so she agrees. I give her the information, you know, phone number, saying, call me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm going to connect you, mm-hmm. you know, to the right lady. When my mother and I leave, you know, I'm driving. My mother gets in. She's just like. Still in shock. I never knew that. You would never know that. No. And and this woman, she is a business owner. And yes. I don't mean like side hustle. No. I mean, you know, she owns three homes. Right. The car's in her driveway. Right. She had a Range Rover right. and a Mercedes. That's right. <laughs> you know, so. That's right. You know, how did that happen? Because it happened. That's right. You know, transplant probably, I don't know, six or seven months into the future. I'm back at her place. You know, we're talking, blah, 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 blah. She says, oh, I want to show you something. I said, okay. And then she disappears in the house for a minute, comes back, and she gives me a greeting card. I'm reading the greeting card. I'm like, oh, this is really nice. Mm -hmm. She says, I'm going to give it to my tutor. I said, oh, she's going to love it. And then she says, and I picked it out myself. Hmm. Do you know we wept? Hmm. sitting right there because something so simple I picked the greeting card mm-hmm. out which means I had to read, read the it. words That's right. to make sure it's communicating the expression that I want to communicate That's Right. I don't ever want that to not be a big deal Right. that's a big deal yeah it is and so when someone comes to us and their desire is to learn to read hmm. It's so that I can read with my kids Mm -hmm. or I can, you know, pick out a greeting card Mm -hmm. or read the text messages that Mm -hmm. my grandbaby sent to me. Mm -hmm. We can't treat that like it's a common everyday occurrence. And so sometimes even as literacy organizations, we have a a reading program for Mm -hmm. adults. Mm -hmm. The first thing we do is, you know, type up something, post it on Facebook, Mm -hmm. print up a flyer. Mm -hmm. But for the non-reading public, they can't read it. Mm-hmm. So who we have to be talking to is the people around them mm-hmm. who love them, mm-hmm. you know, and, and they we, trust and they trust. Right. She would never have, you know, in, in speaking about the library project in Guthrie, mm-hmm. she would never have wandered into that library mm-hmm. and said, you know, yeah, now's the time mm-hmm. where I'm going to learn how to read because you understand She's been lying about this mm-hmm. and, and for been 50 success- years and been successful and successful, you know, members. Of, and she was right. Members of her own family did not know that she could not read. And so, you know, the language has to be different, you know, not not condescending, not, um, you know, I tell people that not not Charles Dickens. Please, sir, could I have some more? <laughs> you know. <laughs> But it has to be respectful right. and respect the journey right. that right now is the right time. You know, you you want to accomplish this thing. There's nothing stopping you. Right. Right now is the right time. Thank you for bringing more awareness and shining a brighter light on a component of our communities that needs to operate differently. Yeah. And they need our support. So how can yeah. folks reach out to you? Um, they can go to our website, mm-hmm. um, OICOKC.org. Okay. Um, they can call us directly. Okay. 405-235-2651. Okay. Or they can stop by our location. We are right on the corner of Northeast 30th and Walnut. Okay. Over by the state capitol. Nice. There are twin buildings on that corner. We're the one closest to the street. And so it's what a tremendous opportunity it is to just to do this work. Mm. We are always looking for tutors. Mm. 
always looking for teachers, mm -hmm. uh, whether they want to teach during the day, mm -hmm. evening, mm -hmm. online, mm -hmm. um, and all, just always looking for volunteers who will help us reach the public. Thank you. This has been a delight. Same. Thank you for listening to Thick Descriptions, Elephant in the Room Unboxed. Want to learn more about us, what we're doing to disrupt traditional educational methods? Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, TikTok, thickdescriptions.org, 405-397-0584.